Back in the 70s, board games and improv theater had a baby, and it was called the role-playing game. These games allowed a generation of kids to live out their dreams of slaying dragons and saving kingdoms, all while sitting in their bedrooms and basements. Today, gaming has moved into the cultural mainstream, and role-playing games are back with a vengeance. Join us now as five of these former kids come out of the basement and onto the internet to experience adventure, mystery, and obscure pop culture references. It's time for Roll for Combat. Hey everyone, welcome to Rule for Combat. I'm your GM and host, Steven Glicker, and in this week's episode, the boys are ready, and they're entering the final room. That's right, this is it. Two and a half years of playing, and it's all led to this epic battle. And trust me, it will be epic. We have been playing this battle for two months. Two months of real time, and in a very sad way. We know for a fact that this show is going to end. So for those of you listening, wondering if there's going to be closure, I'm promising you there will be, because last night was our last episode. That's right. We actually recorded the final episode for the show, and it was kind of bittersweet. It was uh, fun and exciting, but at the same time, all day, I was thinking, oh my god, this is it. This is going to be the final show with this group of characters and it's kind of sad it's like you know when you go to college and you don't see your friends ever again when you graduate or high school or you know or any event you know like your work or something and somebody leaves or retires and you just know that things are just never going to be the same and of course we're going to continue playing with the same group of fellows in fact we're starting our brand new show next Wednesday, so don't worry, we're picking up right where we last left off with a brand new show that I will announce in a little while. Not quite yet, but pretty soon. But yeah, this is going to end. One thing is, I think you're all going to like it. I was listening to the episodes, and everyone is really up. Everyone's always animated on these final episodes. Everyone's paying attention. Everyone's like on their A game. So you're gonna, I think you're going to have a real fun time. Even though it is a long, long battle, it never gets boring because things continuously ebb and flow, and the battle goes in a lot of strange directions. And in fact, earlier this week, I was talking to Mark Steifer from Paizo, and I asked him for some advice on what he thought of how you should finish up a long-running adventure path. Now, I was actually asking him about the very last episode, but he reminded me that he wrote an article in Pathfinder Adventure number 144, Midwives of Death. That's the very last adventure in Pathfinder 1st Edition, Tyrant's Grasp. And he wrote a nice little back matter article about how you should have the last battle be tremendously epic and using a lot of rules and weapons and magic spells that you just never see. That you should also even invent new things to make it completely unique, to have it very memorable. The funny thing is, I was talking to him 
just the other day, and I was really asking him about the very last episode, like how you want to wrap things up, because I already recorded the battle. The battle, by the time I spoke to him, was pretty much done. We just needed to do the final epilogue for the entire show. But whether I did it on purpose or by accident, that's pretty much what happens in this battle. You know, this is it. Everyone knows that there's no more tomorrows, so they're throwing everything they got. They're looking through their inventories. They're pulling out every single piece of their inventory. They're using it. Every single special device, magic weapon, you name it, they got it. Also, something else. Before this episode, I was going through everyone's characters because something happened in our other podcast in Pathfinder 2nd Edition where we were making a mistake with somebody's character and their abilities. So I thought to myself, I should go through everyone's character and make sure they've been running them correctly. And we found a fun little mistake. John, who... uh, He doesn't really read the rules. John has been playing Mo incorrectly. John has had three attacks for something like three levels now. And he's never been using them. So I actually went through his character and showed him a couple of things that he's been doing completely wrong. And that he's just been missing. So now he's going to start using his three attacks. And it's a good thing too because, wow, he does a crap load of damage. And I think when he crits, he does something like 100 points at this point. So you really want him swinging three times at this point of the combat. Now, here's a very important point of order. I want this to be very clear, and you're going to find out why when you're listening to this podcast in a few minutes. Everything you hear actually happened. We didn't fudge any roles. We didn't have anybody, you know, magically make the roles do something strange. Because you're going to be hearing things that sound impossible. And I don't know why this is, but in my experience, I've had last sessions where things just get weird. Like, everyone is rolling 20s. We had the very last session that Seth has run. I think I've mentioned this many times, but I'm going to mention it again. That he ran the very last campaign, the very last session. We're all level 20. It was Dungeons & Dragons 4th Edition. We're fighting on top of this gigantic volcano, and everyone is rolling crits. Everyone. I mean, 20s were flowing like water. It was ridiculous. Ridiculous, statistically impossible. And then I told you, this is also the one where Chris fell into the volcano and Seth said to him, you're dead. You die inside the volcano. And Chris said, no, that's not fair. I need a chance to survive. And he says, okay, I'll tell you what, Chris, you roll a 1D100. And if you roll a 100, you will survive. And he rolls the 1D100 and gets 100. And he survived. I swear to God this happened, and there was a whole bunch of other things like that that kept happening. You're going to find out very soon the reason why I say that, because there's going to be roles coming up that you're thinking that we are completely faking when you're listening to the rest of this battle. None of it was faked. There's something in the air, I tell you. It's really, really weird. And I will say that I don't think these guys have ever rolled so many 20s in my entire life. And also, you know, there's something in the air because Chris last week rolled four mirror images, which I'm pretty sure has never happened in the history of the show. Maybe once he did four. I know he did three, but he statistically, I know it's impossible. You know, he only gets one or maybe two. I don't think he's ever rolled four. And he did that. He rolled four. And I think that was the beginning of the sign of things to come. Now, I'm not going to say it's a cakewalk for these people. It's not at all. But it's going to be a lot of fun. 
So for now, let's listen to the beginning of the epic final battle of Roll for Combat Dead Sons. And over the next few weeks, I'll tell you more about our new podcast. We'll start previewing some of the new characters that John and Chris and Seth and Jason are going to be playing. And we're also going to have a few more surprises. I think you guys are going to like it. Anyhow, with that, let's get to this week's episode. Last we left off, you have finally reached your objective. The goal for this entire campaign, years in the making, you're on the capital ship. It's six miles long. You're basically flying the Isle of Manhattan towards a much larger ship that will blow up the universe or something like that. You are about to enter the bridge, the command center, the hub and heart of the ship. And all that's standing between you and total victory is a door. But the good news is Tuttle knows how to open that door. What's behind that door? We're going to find out. I have a feeling it might be one of the hardest things you've ever seen in your entire life. And maybe you'll all die. Or maybe you'll succeed. But we're going to find out very soon. But before that, I know you all need to do your hero pose. You all have to get ready to go in there. Because for the first time and maybe forever, you get to buff beforehand. Because you know that you are going to be facing near certain death. So let's go around. Who wants to go first and tell me what you're doing before the door gets opened? Well, can I go first? Because I have a little bit of a, of cra- course, a little bit of a crazy idea. Of that- course, Tuttle can go first. Jason McDonald is playing the Ahsoki mechanic Tuttle Blacktail, and his drone Cheddar. I would like to know if it's possible to actually perform engineering uh, on the button itself, because. Uh, I had, if we're going literally all the stops, I was thinking, you know, make it quicker, make some control over the randomization. I've never actually tried to, like, tweak the button itself. So if we're going to go to our possibly last fight, I'm going to ask, can I do Can I do that? Can I, you know, jack myself into the button and see if I can actually improve it in some way? Yes, you can jack yourself into the button. So then instead of you pushing an actual button, you literally are running a USB port from your head into the button. And I can make it as a move action, you can press the button. But if you want, as a swift action, you can also press the button. But a swift action will take off one of your resolve points. Now you have like 13, so it shouldn't be too bad, but... Obviously, you will eventually run out, and if you go down, no. But even, even as a move action, will be an improvement because right now the button's like a full round thing, and it's that's part of the that's part of the reason I never use it. I mean, or rarely yeah, use yeah, it. Yeah. It's so it's not very efficient action wise. So I mean, I'll yeah. You I'll could take. also push it a couple of times before you go in. So I can. Well, that's the other thing. Is I am. I was going to push it at least once before we open the door. Okay, you can push it. A couple, you know, but well, you, there's a limit. It's like your int is the limit of how many times you. Yeah, can I think push it's my it. modifier. I think it's my int modifier. So it's like plus what am I plus seven these days? So you can push it like seven times before bad things can. You can start short circuiting it. So you got seven pushes before bad things happen. So I'll say because your engineering is so high, and this is kind of the end. You can spend the next five minutes while everyone else is getting ready, jacking yourself in. You're going to be doing a Johnny Mnemonic. That's right. My favorite movie. You are going Does to this mean my brain, is, my brain is now 6% Goblin? Your brain is 6% Goblin. And uh, 
That's right. You can actually start seeing and hearing and speaking in Goblin. You've now, I, now I don't think. Now I'm not sure I like this plan. I don't want to be six percent Goblin, but no, that's fine. I, no, actually, I mean that would. You want to be twelve percent Goblin? Bob Marquis is playing the human envoy, Rusty Carter. No, I want to be zero percent Goblin. Well, but, you know, let's be honest. On the other hand, I want to be one hundred percent living when this is over. So maybe I'll maybe I'll take the trade off. Okay. Also, I can say you can do that. And this is something we probably should have done a long time ago. But oh, better late than never. We do it in the, one of the last episodes. So there you go. You can jack yourself into your own button. Okay, do you want me to roll the button effect now? or Sure. Since it's still sure. my turn or whatever? Yeah, while right, it's your so. turn. Here we go. Oh, no! Did you just roll a one? Oh, my God. Oh, no. Oh, my God. No, no Nobody really saw that. That could be oh, good. wait, it happened. A one is probably really good. One is great. One means that the button does its most powerful slash awful effect. Kill all undead creatures in the in the in the vicinity. Or you are vulnerable plus ten to all undead oh creatures. Okay. I'm gonna tell Jason privately what number one does. Because yes, and never tell us until I'm the end never of it. gonna tell you because I want Jason to figure out how to use it because it's both beautiful and horrible at the same time. Everyone else, continue your hero pr- preparation. I, I like to do something to support Rusty, in all honesty. So let me be. Yes, let me that's go. good. Let me go next. Seth Lipton is playing the Lashunta operative, Hiroji. Uh, that's I right. Recall... No. Okay, so I want to use disguise. Central and Park I... and Fall. Yeah, and uh, I want to use disguise, and uh, I recall I actually uh, buffed it with another thing when I leveled, but I didn't write that down on my sheet. So, do like, do you recall what the when I leveled up, I I gave myself some kind of disguise benefit bonus? Yes, additional ability. And in fact, I actually I rolled it, improved it as well, but I don't remember the actual number. Uh, You look like one of the the crew, one of the actual like crew of the uh, of this undead spaceship yes yeah so basically so basically i wanted to use quick disguise but i know i had an additional ability that made that better and so i want to use that which i forget what it is uh to look like one of these uh the ring style broken up weird messed up mummy uh monks that we just defeated uh so i'm gonna disguise myself as one of them and and i'm going to offer that to you rusty as like as backup for your play However, it is that you're going to use. So, and worst come to worst, when I betray you all and take control of the universe, you're backing me up. I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that. When obviously to help all of us, I join the other side as a ruse to ensure victory. Uh, Mo wants to go in the disguise of the big bad wolf. John Stats is playing the Vesk soldier, Mo Dupinski. Uh, I'm I am willing to accept your disguise. Thank you. So you want to go as one of those monk things. Um, I'm not sure to what end you can do it, but well, I'm well, just curious. Well, the idea, like the the idea is, uh, I'm masquerading as like like if if I understand it, Rusty. Well, the, well, Rusty can explain what he was going to do, but uh, but my impression was what he wants to do is uh, disguise himself like disguise himself uh, like as a uh, uh, as a crew member. Like the, the was going to was going to bluff like. Being in, in that insurgency, you know, and and work something like that, 
or in some other fashion was going to use being a member of the crew to, to sow confusion to give us an advantage. And so I want oh, to share. Good that's idea. Just, <laughs> that's just so I, uh, adorable that you think that's what uh, I was going to do. Oh, all right. Well, I want, I, want to support, I want to support whatever it is that you do by giving you the extra credibility of one of the guards of the door to this room, apparently thinking that we're all okay and, uh, and being part and, uh, and like escorting you into the room as opposed to fighting you and trying to kill you. I want to like, like uh, that, uh, that presentation assisting whatever it is that you're trying to do. Okay. Ignoring all my snarks, Steve, uh, the modifier on that is going to be what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be entering the room using my fast talk feet to try to give all of us a free surprise action by confusing everyone as I walk in the room. So if he can actually add a disguise to make it seem like, hey, some weird normal person is walking on the bridge, I'm going to want a bonus off there. It's not even a weird normal person. It's the people assigned for to guarding the door, escorting you in like you have authority to come in. As opposed to I being agree, a, and that's why I'm saying, point. Steve, uh, what Seth is doing actually totally fits the actual addition to my feet, adding a bonus to my actual skill check on that. Okay. Keep in mind that that only will affect one creature, your fast talk. That will be called the boss. You can do that. I'm just double-checking fast talk is that you can do it. I know. It only gets one creature, so it's not going to yeah. work against everyone. So, okay. Uh, uh, if No, it only works against one person. That's correct. Got it. The idea okay. is, of course, to give us a surprise round at the beginning of fight, because theoretically the boss is going to actually give the orders to attack. As we walk in and I'm giving a bluff, it's to confuse everyone and give us a little advantage. Now, keep in mind, as, as you know, I've blown a feat on this, and I've only used it like three times. The, the whole point of it is to use it, this actual final fight to give us a little advantage of, well, one action each, and that's it. Oh, I have no problem with that. I just want to make sure that we're very clear that it's, uh, it's not going to affect... If there's eight guards, it's only going to be you choose which one you want to affect. No, I get that. But I love the fact that Seth on his own actually came up with the what are you going to do before we go in is actually support the fact of making the feat work. And, and, I, and I'm totally okay uh, assuming that they're going to follow any kind of military protocol that underlings are not going to spot in a confusing situation are not going to spontaneously act on their own against their their master's orders against their officer's orders I'm, I'm going to guess that i'm going to guess that they're not independently going going to just do things against what their commander is uh, saying or suggesting or has not even said yet well there's a lot of lawyers out there aren't there steve <laughs> there's a lot of lawyers out there that's okay that's okay the <laughs> amount of damage that's going to be incoming will make all those lawyers cry um, I mean, I mean, uh, you guys are assuming that the, the the situation has to be stacked. I mean, the 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 order is that we're coming in. They're expecting us up here. They probably aren't waiting for somebody to say, "Okay, now start firing." You know, it's it's probably it's they're the rebels waiting for the imperial troops uh, to to come through the door. Oh, do whatever you want. If the, re not, if the, re like if the rebels waiting for the Imperial troops come to the door saw Princess Leia and Chewbacca say, hold up, oh, I don't know, yeah, I don't know if they'll Okay, shoot. okay. No, right? that's good. That's what we're trying yeah, to do. You're right. Okay, that's right. Hey, I, I played with Seth long enough and Bob, and the combo, I don't know which is worse, actually. The Seth and Bob combo might actually be worse than the Chris and Seth combo. The Chris and Seth combo just consistently... You know, brag about how they're never getting hit, but the Seth and Bob combo 
They're uh, they're trying to mess around with the rules and mess around. Well, there there, there is a there is a way around that. The way around that is yeah, don't, I have don't a way around that. Too. Don't preface everything with pull out all the stops, do everything you can. You should preface it with we're just here to have fun, roll dice. That's that's what you should. I'm do. not complaining. If you, if you, no, if you I'm don't not complaining. Want I want that. I want that. I want you to you challenge me as much as you want because well we'll see. I go right ahead. Who's up next? Uh, we've heard what Mo's going to do. He's got his uh, haste circuit, his trigger on uh, finger on the trigger, and he is going to be using his feet that allows him to uh, attack three times a turn at a minus six with his new weapon, the Infernal uh, Dushku that does 5d8 plus 24 damage. I so, wish it was just not unwieldy, though. Chris Beamer is playing the Tiefling Technomancer, Akiro the Just. <laughs> yeah, me too. me too. Yeah, we had this whole discussion where me thinking that all Dashkus were unwieldy. When yeah, I know. I was in here. fact, they are not. Just <laughs> I was, I, the first... I've heard that discussion twice already now. Yeah, well, it's just the first, you know, 200 hours of gameplay, they're unwieldy. So now they're not unwieldy. So. <laughs> and don't forget, this can be turned with, I think it's a swift action. You can convert it into a gun. And the gun itself is pretty good as well. Uh, the gun does, let's see, the gun is equivalent of a white star plasma caster that does 3d10 plus 12 fire and electricity damage. So that's Is it a swift action good. to switch from the gun to the melee weapon? Because that's what I will be doing. I'll be doing a uh, first shot for, for, for round one, and then... Because I won't be using that swift action in the turn that I turn on my haste circuit. Because I want to have the haste circuit on when the door opens. It's a swift action to switch it back and forth between oh, the good. two. Okay. Wow, that is some weapon. Holy crap. That is a All weapon right. for God. I don't know why Mo has it. Who's up next? Akira. I guess me. All right, Akira's like lock and loading his, his uh, sonic disruptor rifle. He's like, all right, boys, this is it. As your newly appointed leader, let's hit him hard. Let's hit him fast. Let's not waste. Let's have an economy of action. And let's take down the big guy first. Uh, by the way, you all caught earlier. You're preparing a, a surprise round action in case I get that right. Yeah. Um, but I am buffing. I have, I have to do a few buffs. Yes, but I'm saying consider what would you like to be a free action if my feet goes off, which will only affect the boss, but hopefully all of them will also be frozen. Yeah, it's going to be something devastating. When you say devastating, are you actually going to do something? Yeah, like a magic missile or something. Maybe. So you're going to not what, cast what bus? say mirror image. Mirror image has already been cast. That's already out. Like what other Well, thoughts? but that doesn't mean he's not going to cast it again just in case. I mean, I'm sorry. I think no, we all I'm not, know. I'm not doing that. Um, I am. Let's see. What other buffs do I need? Oh, I'm going to supercharge my weapon. And actually, I could do that. I mean, how much time do we have? Like, can it, How many rounds of buffing do we have? As much as you want. We're just waiting for you. Okay, because um, I could supercharge Un everyone's until weapon. Until told differently, you have unlimited. I will supercharge everyone's weapon. Thank oh, you. Good. What does that mean? Um, okay, that means that your weapon attack, if you're doing a single attack, will do an additional 46 damage on one attack. 40, really? Yes, if you do multiple attacks. Why have you not done that before this? Because uh, it's a, one of these economy of action things. It's like, 
It's decent. God. We're never prepared for God, combat. God, God, it's, yeah. just, okay. it just okay. happens. No, that's it... fine. I only do one attack per round regardless. Okay, that's fine. Okay. All right, and it does 2d6 additional damage if the weapon attacks all creatures in the area. Uh, say, okay, if it's... um, Okay, so a single... The attack deals 46 additional damage if the weapon is a single target attack. Or 2d6 nice. if it attacks all creatures, if it's an area of effect. I will thing. be tossing grenades wildly, so that's good. All right, so everyone's got that. That's how many people are we? Five. Uh, not including uh, Cheddar. Not including Cheddar, yeah. Six, if you've got Cheddar. All right, so I'm using five first-level spells for that. Um, I already have Mirror Image. Spider Climb is permanent on me. Um, should I put Invisibility greater? Yes, you should absolutely do greater Invisibility. It means you can cast spells without being targeted. Yeah, but you're going to... Uh, does it really... It means he can cast spells while staying invisible. When he casts a spell, yeah, he doesn't break think, invisibility. Think, he stays invisible uh, through the entire I'd rather uh, him do damage. Yeah, We're I'm going to get shot oh, no, I, anyway. I want him to soak damage, but uh, let's be honest. I'd rather we all get the choice of making him, shoving him into... To no, I'm, I'm going to save my fourth level spells. That's, I'm going to, for damage. All right, and I will cast Flight on myself. So I'm like casting all sorts of arcane power being displayed. Okay, so you're going to cast... Let me just go through those one more time. So you're going to cast Mirror Image, and you got four images. It's yep. only like the second time in history in the entire game you've ever gotten four images. Wait, it happened <laughs> once before? I've never, I don't remember it happening before. Think I don't remember. The only time. It, it yeah. might be the only time. It might, it might, in fact, be the only I think you did three. I think three was your highest. So for the first time ever, at the very last fight, you, you get four. Then you're going to be, you're going to do Casting Flight, right? Yep. Okay. What else? I'm casting supercharged weapon on everyone's weapon. Ooh, what does that do? Uh, he that if does we attack four d six damage additional for one attack. Wow, wait, wait, why? That is, wait, that where is did that come from? Wait, haven't you have you been able to do that all along? I've been able to do that for it's a first level spell. I had a level one supercharged weapon. So you're casting how many times are you casting that? Five, because I don't give an f. Okay, how long does that last? Uh, that lasts. Oh, it doesn't even say. It says you supercharge targets weapons. What was the next yeah, attack? It it's, just it's, next, it's, like it's just next attack. If the next how many dice? How many Four d six. Yeah, uh, Chris, you should have attacked that before. You should have used that a whole time ago. Well, remember he didn't. I didn't come in at level one. I came in at higher level. Yeah. So there's, there's almost always something better to do. Magic missile. So wait. So if I. So you're telling me. That if in this first volley, I were uh, my trick attack goes off, and my supercharge and that supercharge, I'll be rolling seventy six and sixty eight damage. Yes. Well, no, you get four d six. Right. And my auto pistol does three d six, so that's seventy six. Right. And my trick yes. attack does eight. D does sixty eight. Yes. Yes. If you hit. If you hit. If you. Hit. I'm not gonna hit. If you hit. <laughs> that, that is actually guaranteed <laughs> that I will roll one. We're going to see a whole bunch oh, of low you know rolls. I don't think yeah, I can Seth, do Seth, do you remember back about, say, three minutes ago, when instead of actually being impressed by the ability, this ability, I was instead remarking upon, wait, why is this the first time we're hearing this? Why have uh, we never know, had this, this before? This, this, what this the hell is wrong reason with you? Why. <laughs> sure, you sure. There's great character? reasons. That's great. Yeah, sure, right, sure. So That's great. I think the, this is the problem with this spell. Um, it needs to be made, the attack needs to be made before the next end of the next round. 
so I can't do this. I can only do it like on my weapon right before or someone's weapon right yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. I, I figured it's uh, it's always one round. It's those those are like a Pathfinder thing, especially first level. That it's like it's like you get it and it's amazing, but it literally lasts for one round and like one attack and that's it or something. So okay, so what I'll do it once. What else you can do? Right. Well, what I'll do is I'll supercharge my weapon right before we go in. That'll be like the last thing I do. Kind of like as a ready action. Um, and I think that's it. Okay, uh, so you Mo have is flight. Also, yeah. You have four images, and you have an amazing thing on someone's weapon. Okay. Right. And, a, let me ask a question. Who has the best chance to hit? Like, who has the highest bonus? No, no. Probably uh, not so Mo, because Mo multi-attacks, so he has a minus, always. I usually sing. Uh, he also has the highest strength, and he's in melee range. He tends to hit at more often than anyone else and for more damage. Oh, like just a, just a, just a, just a min max. You would, like just a min max you would want to you would want to cast that one shot thing on whoever it is that yeah, will but, get the but most chance to, of hit. Yeah. yeah, you're talking to a Kira. Thought about that. You're talking to Kira. <laughs> yeah. Strategically the job is Mo kills the boss, we kill all the ads. That that's yeah, actually You, you think that, but I do as much damage as he does. Just yeah, that that's cute that you say that. You say that <laughs> that that's great. No, look, I look, you know what? You're a special little boy, but, mommy. And I, hit I want a scoreboard. I want a scoreboard. Akira, what's your what's your two hit bonus? On on this it's hypothetical very, future attack that you'll it's make. Very what high. What's the number? Uh good question. Hold on. Uh it's a plus sixteen. Okay, that's good. Because mine's plus fifteen, sixteen is better. Yes, you should do it on you. Right. And Mo double attacks, so he's I'm gotta triple. be higher. I gotta be yeah, a triple, triple, so he's now. minus six per attack. So Yeah, sure exactly, exactly right. All right, yeah, sixteen yeah, is I the did best, all that so that's, exactly, so that's actually correct. Yeah, it's the next hit though. It's not the next attack. Except you know I'm rarely wrong. You, you oh know, no! It's right? a next attack. I'm it's absolutely true, but but <laughs> the, 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 the DM has scared me. He, like, he, he, like he's like he's like make sure all your ducks are not in a row, but that you, you can you can cut glass on the line. Like they better be goose stepping yeah. gu- ducks there. Yeah, I, I know. That's yeah. We got to be careful. So all right, but I mean, it's it's just it's just forty six. I think it's kind of actually a drop in the bucket, to be honest. I mean, it would be nice if all of us had it because that would actually mean something. But like, I think it's not that big. Um, okay. But, but now I will also activate my haste circuit. Right? Do I have any? How much time do I have? In my so, haste what what, what is your surprise round? What is your first action? What is your pre-buff, your surprise round, and your first action? Yeah, that's a good question. And, and it's like, and are we going to focus fire? Are we going to do a decapitation strike and try to identify the boss and focus fire on the right. boss and just do as much damage as possible right. on the boss? Or are we gonna, or, or are we going to like try to take out like a, a henchman that is possible to take out on one round? Or right. are we going to do something else? What are we going to do? Let me, let me give an example of this, Chris. My, my pre-buffing is nothing. I have no pre-buffing. My surprise round, I'm going to be acting first, is to be a feat to try and actually give us all a surprise round. And if it succeeds, I will throw a temporal displacement grenade to try and stun the boss and anyone within a grenade range of the boss that first round. That will be action one. Then I will will be the first person to go the next round, and I'm going to give everybody a bonus to attack that boss while also throwing a grenade to do 46 damage to as many people as I can. That is my pre-buff surprise round action. Mine, mine is assist you in all that jazz and sneak attack, sneak attack, sneak attack as much as I can before we start getting into regular rounds. Right. I, I like it. And then the question would be, who? What target? Like, so I, you're I'm thinking, throwing a grenade. I huh? would think at the boss, but whatever. Uh, you've heard my pre-buff, 
surprise and actions that I have planned. Now, if that you're doesn't throwing, mean it's not going to like fail the minute the door opens, but that's my plan going in. Well, if you're going to if you're going to throw a grenade, I'm thinking I should supercharge the grenade because it it now gets two d6, but you're now multiplying by however many people are in there. You know what Can I mean? you supercharge as a surprise round action? Yes. Why not? I mean, as long as it's a standard action, right? I can do that. Then, then that would be your surprise round action. And then on your turn, you can decide if you want to use that ability again. But that's great. On my turn, I would plan. I say I want to do an AOE, so I want to blast them. Then with, there you go. So that sounds like a great surprise blast. round action you have. Great. I love explosive it. Go for it. Blast. But I'm thinking I should supercharge. That's true. We can all just grenade, grenade, grenade. Because I still have a couple of grenades. What do I have? I still have a I have a couple of things. Like a, it's a lot of a, uh... The grenades are kind of weak, but yeah. Well, that's what I, that's what I was thinking too, though. Like, it, like the grenades seem to not not be very impressive. Right. I mean, the Maybe higher guys, level ones. Are three good. more minutes of prep, and then we're opening that door. I'm done. But Bob, Actually, I'm thinking, Jason, I don't know if I've heard your full line, even though you were the one who first who went first. But Jason, what are you going to do? Uh, well, I mean, I'm going to be opening the door, so I mean, my my pre is the hitting the button at least once. I don't really. Um, also, I'll do a I'll do one of my casts of Miracle Worker, which gives me plus two to my attack rolls for a minute. So Great. I'll pre I'll pre buff That's Miracle. Ten rounds. That's huge. Yeah, I'll pre buff Miracle Worker as well, and then I open the door. So I, but I don't have much else other than just shooting my gun and sending Cheddar in. And okay, but actually, no that 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 plus two to all of your attacks for the remainder of the next ten rounds is huge. That's great. And if you're opening the door, it means nobody, everybody else can like ready in action. Actually, yeah. So I think that I think that um, blast doing the blast, explosive blast, is the best thing to do first for me first round before anyone goes into the room. Uh, actually, the very first thing that happens is I go as my feet to confuse them to try and get a surprise action. I might fail. It's possible. It's a bluff check that I've only failed on twice, and I want to be clear: twice in the campaign. But at the same time, still, it might might fail. But you'll just give us a, th a round against that one guy. Like, are we gonna... I will get a surprise round against the boss, the commander in the room. Yes. Well, I guess what I'm going to do then is the last thing that I do before Cheddar, before uh, Tuttle opens the door, is supercharge your grenade. That's what I'll do. Sounds great. Love it. Oh, that sounds fabulous. And so I think actually what I'll do is uh, open the door. Uh, you do your bluff. Uh... Actually, I'm going to give my other thing before you go on. Uh -huh. I'm going to stand in the middle of the door. I'll be the target. Oh, I'm not going to do any damage after that, so I'm going to soak the damage with my 160 hit points of stamina versus everything else. That that sounds that sounds fabulous. Because what I want to do is is you're going to execute your bluff. I am going to do my sneak attack, and then hopefully in that next round where you buy us kind of an additional bonus surprise round, uh, I'm going to fade into the darkness. I'll activate my cloak and I'll position myself for the rest of the fight. I love that you're playing Hiroji correctly, which is that we're all planning, and your first thought is, "I'm going to go hide over there." Absolutely. Yeah, that's how you it's do like, it. It's like it's like it's like I take a shot when I take a shot when their pants are down, and then I go hide. I are you guys ready? Like Put yes. yourselves where you want to be. So we should be we should be where Mo and Tuttle are. Uh, I am where Mo is right now. Well, Mo, Tuttle has to be to next switch. to the door. Should I not be here? I think you should not uh, be there. No, you should be there. Mo always should be right in front, but I'm going to actually be there in the middle to soak all the hay I'm shooting at the th creatures coming. Well, go ahead, go ahead, round. get get there then. And I'm and Mo, if you could stand to the side and open the door, that'd be great. It's Sorry, Mo, I said door. Mo, Miss Doctor Tuttle, if you could stand to the side. Yeah, yeah, Tuttle can stand to the side. I'll, and I want to stand. Actually, Tuttle has to, to stand 
in front of one of the two doors. He has to be. Okay, there it is then. All right, so I'll, I'll be behind. Sorry, I really enjoy getting shot to pieces. That'll be wonderful. But no, I do operate the door. So, aren't you like a demigod? He is, and we're gonna find out once and for all. Is everyone ready? Yeah. So the haste circuits are. The haste circuits are up. Oh, I yep. have my. What you you did you activate? I your actually hate? have one. By the way, I, I know to say you have one. You you like <laughs> never have used it. I've never needed it. Now I'm using it. <laughs> I think okay. I'm the only one who doesn't. Uh, Akira, I don't think has a haste circuit. I do. You do? Yeah. Oh no, of course, I meant um. Hiroji. Hiroji. Yeah, I think Hiroji. I think I'm the only one who does it. Or and Tuttle. Tuttle doesn't have a haste circuit too. Well, I, I do, turn not, I do not have a haste circuit. But you do have uh, suction cups in your hands. I have quite a few things. He has gadgets. Okay. Is everyone ready? Not really, but let's do it. Oh boy, you have no idea how we're, we're not I ready get, you I are. I guess we're gonna find out. Oh boy, this is great. This couldn't have gone any better if I planned it myself. It's Schrodinger's readiness. We are both ready and not ready. I even have my opening speech prepared. Oh, you are not ready. Oh, that room doesn't look so bad. You are not prepared. It sort of doesn't matter. You are not prepared. <laughs> you know what to say. No plan survives first contact with the enemy. So there is an element of it. just opened. Oh, well, yeah. Mike Tyson the used to say, everyone had a plan. And everyone has a plan against me until they get punched in the face. <laughs> that's what he used to say like yeah you can have a plan against me but guess what you guys could not have been more right if you tried I'm going to tell you why Tuttle does two things simultaneously he activates with a move action in his head pushing the button rolling a natural one which we'll get to in a second forgot about that at the same time the doors slide open you see in front of you a dais in the center of this large room that supports an imposing throne-like chair with a computer console just in reach. A five-foot-deep recesses are located on the port and starboard of the dais. Walls of hollow projectors that stretch down and from the ceiling surround each. The projectors fill the pits with three-dimensional holograms of local space, including the Gate of Twelve Suns. The ships of the Corpse Fleet Armada and the massive cone-shaped megastructure sitting in the section of a non-standard space beyond the gate. Three floor-to-ceiling windows show the stretch of space in front of the vessel. Rows of chairs sit in front of the bank of controls adjacent to the windows and most of the port and starboard walls. Curved walls cut off the port and starboard corners of the four walls. Each has a door set in it. Three more doors are spaced along the aft wall. Throughout all those recesses are those cybernetic zombies. Dozens of them are in the rooms using the computer consoles, obviously directing the battle. However, before you can fully expect and understand what is in front of you, you hear a voice, a female voice, deep inside, cheddar, saying... You now have six seconds to reach minimum safe distance. Cheddar will self-destruct in six seconds. Oh my god, what? that's hilarious. Roll for combat. Oh. Okay, before action begins, my Excuse me. Uh, it's a pre-action action. So No no no. You could do you could do a pre-action. 
Cheddar self-destructing in six seconds. Oh, I know it's in six <laughs> seconds. I understand there is literally one full round before that happens. I've got it. Okay. So my feet goes off first, which is... Oh, by, by the way, in front of you, you see two more of those weird undead monks. Plus there is a creature, massive, standing 12 feet tall. He seems to be undead. He's covered in armor and necromatic energy. In one hand, he has a swift hammer, which you know is a two-handed, unwieldy weapon. And he's holding it like a baseball bat. And in another hand, he has a gun that usually requires like a team of three people to fire that he's casually holding in his other hand. Mm. He's holding probably the equivalent of a party's full of weapons in two hands. He is 10 feet in front of you and looks ready to rumble. Go, Rusty. As the door opens, Rusty says in Eoxian, in a declarative voice, I'm reporting from security section. Here's the badge of the commander to let you know that I am correct, holding up the badge of the person we killed earlier. We have been sent up here to the bridge to instruct you that we've actually dealt with the rebels and the security issue, and now everything is fine. Your orders now, commander. Let us know in a moment. Okay, go right ahead. Do you need my bluff check? Of that course you more, do. More than yes, it just happens. Oh, I know. Which creature are you doing it against? I'm going to choose the boss, just for the hell of it. The big one? The monstrous, huge guy? I'm going to choose the biggest person, Gatecrusher, Gatecrusher, <laughs> who's in the... Sure. And I'm going to add D6 plus 2. 42. Let's see, that might not be enough. Uh, so that would be 48. Does that include okay. my assist? Uh, no, it he does not include ass the assist. If he gets an assist, it's 50 on the nose. We'll see. Let me see. It is 20. We did a skill check of 50 for Christ's sake. 5 <laughs> times not enough. Not enough. plus 20 equals... A 35 is a good score. A 50 is a win, for Christ's sake. Um, Let him do the math. The Gatecrasher looks a little confused, so maybe you'll get a free action off of him, but no one else. So... He looks a little confused by all this. Hiroji's up. I believe it worked. Uh, we have a surprise action against the boss is the, the issue. Okay, so... All right, so clarify the mechanics currently. Uh, are, is it a single standard action surprise round that we're in? Or yes, you get one it, action. Yes, you have that's an action. That. And, and that's universal. Action. And is that is that because of Rusty did or, in the, or independent yes. of what, what Rusty did? Like, I don't know like, what that means, like, but surprise round. Uh, that means because, is... uh, Seth, I'll answer your question. It's because of what Rusty did. It's a feat called Fast Talk, which requires a bluff ability and five ranks in it. Yet before any initiative is rolled, I can actually try and confuse the enemy, which gives our party one, one surprise action before the combat. Okay, yeah. So, so, does, so there was no general surprise action pr prior to no. you taking this action. Okay. I have created one now. Okay, good. Roger gets one standard action to go. Uh, I, else I, 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 I shoot him. <laughs> I take my, uh, okay. I do my trick shot. Yeah, I do my trick shot and I try and shoot him. So okay. uh, let me roll no, you my... you can't do your trick shot because that's, that's a full round that's action. A... You could, you cannot do it. It has to be only standard. You can only do a regular shot. Hmm. Oh, by the way, Cheddar well, is going to blow up and it's going to be... Mm, probably one of the Oh, it's in, it's in one round. Seen. I understand. It's at the end of the round. <laughs> All right. 
And you get one action. If you don't think I'm not running away, you get one action actions in the round. Don't do, you're out of your mind. I, I I take my standard action as a move action. I activate I activate my uh, cloaking device and I move and I hide. No, you get one. You get a standard. So you're just gonna move. I know. So so uh, so no no no. Standard. I I can I can activate my cloaking device as a move action as, a, and as part of that move action. I can hide. Right. What's that? That's call? how it works. That's what that sounds. So he's hiding. Yeah, that sounds right. As yeah. an action, that sounds right. That's exactly right. No, I believe it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, as a move yes. action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right, right, right. So, ra so rather than yes. rather than shoot, I'm going it's to integrated into I'm his going, move. Got action. it. I'm going yep. to right. I'm going to become invisible. You got it. All right, and so uh, let me end up someplace invisible and roll a stealth. Whoa, he's going. He's going way in there. <laughs> okay. It's far away from Cheddar. <laughs> That's a good spot. Wait, why? Yeah, no shit. Well, Cheddar can still move. It's the, he's blows up the at the. He gets six seconds, and so he's gonna be okay this round. It's next round he blows up. Just FYI. Ah, so he's gonna. Oh. Move. So you can roll him in there and blow up, blow up these fucks, and we don't have to be in there at all. True, but it looks like uh, Hiroji. Well, he might get one more because he got the surprise round. Kiro's up. He's standing right next to Cheddar. He sees smoke and electricity oh and fire uh -oh. coming out of him. <laughs> and he hears the here. countdown. Six, five, four. <laughs> what are you going to do? I'm flying. I'm this flying. Is, this is a cure. Of course he's running away. And I'm flying up into, uh, into the, to the, near the ceiling. What is well, that? it's 20 One, feet up. Ten. So that's, that's you use 25 just to get up there. 30, actually. He's got a haste circuit, though. Oh, true. Actually, I, I won't go to the ceiling yet. I'll, I'll fly there. Okay. I, I can't. I had to. I have to change tactics. I can't supercharge anything. Mo is up. Oh boy. Uh, so I'm going to. This thing in the center. That's. Those are stairs on the sides. Is that what that is? Yes. Or, okay. Yeah, that's a stairs up to the side, up to a throne, like a. It's like the captain's chair, if you will, but it's on like a dais. And it's unoccupied. There's nobody in the captain's chair. Correct. Oh, it's unoccupied now. That is correct. Oh, I really want to get in the captain's chair, but it's... You know what? It's <clears throat> even train. I don't mind. What are you doing? Mutiny. It's mutiny. Oh, is now in big... the captain's chair, oh. even though it's, un... <laughs> it's uneven terrain. But you know what? I am fine for the first 10 feet in uneven terrain, because I am sure... You're not going to be fine in about six seconds. <laughs> uh... Well, I'm hiding behind this big dummy, and <laughs> oh my God. I can't shoot while I do that, all right? I can't wait. No, you're done. Because haste are simultaneously with movement and attacks. Rusty's uh, up. Okay, so surprise round action, since I have not taken it, was what I was going to do, which is a temporal displacement grenade trying to catch the boss and uh, at least one of the minions. Let me try that. Now, as part of an attack, I'm going to obviously try to give everyone a bonus against him. But the main thing here is actually, of course, trying to actually stun him. But um, remember, you only get a standard. My, my surprise round action is to throw a temporal displacement grenade, trying to get the boss and one of the minions. Got it. That's not in my thing. So I'm going to use one of the grenades in random, and then we'll go with the effect afterwards. Yeah, that's fine. As part of an attack, as always, I can try to make a bluff attack to get a plus two for everyone. You rolled a 19, so you're easily going to hit. So just where do you want it to go? And I'm going to reroll that bluff attack. I'm trying to give a, uh, make it flat-footed to everyone, because I can as part of any attack. So hold on. 
It's a surprise round, so he's already flat-footed. Doesn't matter. It's it's ah, uh, that is an excellent point. You're right. I'm sorry, John is correct, and I am wrong. Sorry, hold on. Because how often in life do you get this, John? You were right, <laughs> and I was wrong. Okay. I apologize. You were completely right, and I did not know what I was talking about. Okay, so displacement grenade. That's probably there or on the other side because it's a 20-foot radius. It's a huge grenade. So. Uh, let's say to the right. Okay, I put it down. Is that where you would like to go, I presume? So it doesn't hit barely? Sounds right. Well, <laughs> it's I'd rather tight. not hit Mo if I could avoid him. Oh, you're not hitting Mo, but it's pretty good. It's like licking Hiroji and Mo, like just slightly. It's it's slightly if, licking. If Mo. you hit the left, you you don't hit Mo at all. You don't have to worry about it at all. Okay, no, you so won't hit Mo. Fortitude negates DC 19 for those two enemies. Okay, the well, interesting. Monk fails. The Gatecrasher gets a 27. Okay, so the boss is not affected. However, one of the ads is stunned. So that will be stunned this round, so he doesn't get to go. It is stunned for one round. round. Honestly, having one of the ads stunned for one round, I'm really quite pleased with myself. So that is my standard action. That is my surprise round action. Okay, the one to the left, actually, the monk gets to go. And that's true. He is. Going, he acts to... independently of the boss, or is it that he's in response to all the attacks on the boss? Um, he's just going to do something pretty, pretty standard. He's not going to go crazy. That's all. He's literally just moving in front of the boss and waiting. The okay. other one is stunned. Aeon Tuttle is up. Last person in the round, except Gatecrasher, who literally is last and this doesn't get to go this turn. Aeon Tuttle, and then Cheddar gets to do the last thing he'll ever do. In the entire campaign, this cheddar will be no more after this. But don't I have to use my move to control cheddar? That is correct. Unless you want to leave him there. All right, well, I'm basically going to use my move and to control cheddar, and I'm going to send. Oh, and I, as a swift, I'm going to drop prone. <laughs> he's like, he's like, what? Oh, cheddar, go in there. And as a swift, he literally drops. And it's like, I'm out of here. You understand we still have the round for before the explosion goes off, right? So, Jason, did you just do fall? We ha- do, we have you? A, do we have yes. a round? Okay, yes. so, J- yes. Jason, did you, did you just fall on the grenade that is you? Is that what you just did? <laughs> <laughs> to, save, to save the platoon? <laughs> well, I'm going to put him over there. That's the best I can do as far as not damaging us, but still potentially da- still damaging big boy. Do, do you know the... Uh, blast radius of what the damage is, uh, Jason? Oh, no, no, no. Don't tell me the odds. Never it's tell me the odds. <laughs> it's very large. Is that 200? I don't know it exactly. No, you we have no idea. He's never exploded it's before. Be well, None of us know the blast radius. None of us know the blast radius. He has to make a skill like, check. Even, no, he doesn't know. He does not know, so you will okay. find out. Okay. It's goblin technology. As, as the only person who is currently near Cheddar. Oh wait, no. Cheddar moved in the room. I take it back. And I would say through our through telepathy, my my envisaging ability, you want to get away from Cheddar. Well, yeah. Roji's up. Sucks. All right. Roji's up. All right. Now the actual combat begins. We're in the boss fight. Final boss fight. Let's do it. This is exciting. Go. I telepathically tell Cheddar, Cheddar, you are a great mouse. I will always remember you. 
Well, Cheddar's the robot. It's Tuttle who's the man. That's uh, I'm sorry. fine. <laughs> Cheddar, <laughs> Cheddar, Cheddar is Cheddar. a person. I'm sorry. Yes, Tuttle. You are a great mouse. I will always remember you and honor you. So <laughs> I need to uh, do my classic maneuver. I uh, trick shot. Let's trick shot. Do I trick shot the big bad? Or do I trick shot a minion to hope to knock him out for less ads? What do people like? Dealer's choice, I say. I like killing the ad. Yeah, I, I think I think killing the ad. I, I I'm actually gonna go. Uh, for, uh, the one ad is stunned, and you'll have bonuses. Yeah, you'll I'll have do a that. Plus one for me if you attack the big bad. Plus, I'm oh, really? not going to be attacked. I'm not attacking oh, the I, ad. I'm not in position to attack the ad. So you get a plus one for me, and he's flat-footed. So that's a plus. All three right. No, I'll ad. I'll lay in. Some, okay, I like that. I'll lay in some damage on the big bad. So 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 on the Goliath, on the Titan, uh, I'll do my trick. And so here I'm going to roll. You're 46 for 46. My wow. Yes. Sorry nice. for tricking him. You trick him? Wow. Okay. Keep going. Oh, you know what? I'm going to forego the flat-footed to make it a, to make it a ricochet. How do you like that? That sounds like fun. Okay. Let's do that. He's already flat-footed, so sure. Uh, exactly. So, uh, okay. So now I'm going to try my attack to see if I hit, if any of this means anything. So he's flat-footed. <laughs> Who hits barely, rolling a six for a twenty-one. Thankfully, because that, that's good enough, and it has all that stuff. Otherwise, that would have not hit. So let me roll my sixty-eight. So that's an additional twenty-four. That's not bad. And now I get my ricochet. So to be clear, you did thirty-six damage to it. Oh, those are yeah, D- yeah, yeah. Oh, those are D eights. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay, and so hit him enemy with trick attack using a range weapon again uh, that targets what the targets uh, uh, kinetic attack. Forego the effects ability of the trick, which I did. Make a range attack at negative six against the secondary target. So the secondary target will be the uh, not stunned minion right in front of him. And so I'll roll that one, and it's got a minus okay. six. Okay, minus six, but he's not flat footed or anything. Uh, he. He is flat-footed. He is flat-footed, yeah. Oh, no, no, not that guy. No, no. Oh, that, that guy. guy. No, no, thank you. You're right. Okay. Yeah, you roll a 23. You miss. All right, fair enough. And now I run and hide. I think there's going to be a lot of that this round. <laughs> well, this round, yeah. That, <laughs> that cheddar situation is hard to predict. Okay, so I actually kind of love in wow. one way that in the very last round of this entire campaign, Cheddar is going to now explode in a fiery, massive destruction, hopefully taking all of the enemies with him. And I all hide right. with a 40. Question. Wow. Damn, another natural 20. The, um, this stu- stuff, Mizgash, that's to the north of me, is, is that that's like hologram stuff? Does that block me i mean is that what is that is it like oh that can i walk, can like I walk through that like, yeah 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 well those are like i wouldn't walk holograms you're flying yeah they're holograms like you can't that would be all difficult training if you're trying to walk through it because you're like, like trying to if, walk if, on consoles like, basically like where, where where hiroji is right now would if he were to shoot at this monk over here would that monk get cover because it's be blocked by that in any way um, maybe, maybe like minor cover. Like those are on the floor. So the the holograms in front of oh, okay. the red ones, you can walk right. on those, no problem. That piece of blue, that's like a screen, so you can't walk. That's like literally a screen that can block. Okay. The All the right. stuff next to Hiroji, those are computer consoles. Like you can't walk on that. So um, delay till after me. So why delay till after you? 
It's going to give you a bonus. No, like no, I'm not, I'm not attacking Every it. round. I'm not attacking it. I am uh, casting a spell. So, actually, here's the thing. You know what, John? We knew he wasn't attacking or doing anything yeah. useful. I don't know why you and I were concerned. I'm calling the dragon. I'm weaving a mist. All That's right, great. So. And <laughs> when, when Guinevere is pregnant, I'm sure we're going to win the fight. All right? That's what I wanted to do. Right. Uh, I'm going to use a, a spell you from You kind the... of just try that, actually. Alright, I am using a spell from the Transmutation School, and it is level three Baleful Polymorph. Okay. Oh that is awesome. Turn, turn him, oh my god. Okay. Yeah. Turn, turn, him to, turn him into I'm like okay. a, turn him into a toad. Nice. nice. Well, it's actually much weaker than I mean, it's not like save or die anymore. But it is pretty good from alright, so he needs to make a DC twenty one will save. Who's he? The boss. The big guy. He oh, did not make 21. He failed. <laughs> but does he have spell resistance? Let's see. Let's see. Uh, does he have spell resistance? That's true. He does I, not. I'm very excited by this. Okay, he good. He does not. All right. So, okay. So, so he now becomes one target is one size category smaller. Let's start with okay. that. Okay. Let's start Let's there. Let's start there. Its equipment resizes to, mac to, resizes to remain functional, though it may lose reach with its new size. Okay. So... The target must attempt. Now, it's this effect keeps going. So, the target must attempt a saving throw every round with the penalty to AC, attack rolls, melee damage roll, reflex saving throws, and strength and dex based ability checks and skill checks worsening by one. He keeps making that. So, right now, he's at a negative one on all that. And he has to, every round, he has to keep making a saving throw. Um, like, it never goes away until the spell runs out, until he gets to negative four. You know, as, as we get to the end of this campaign, I think this is something that our listeners have never heard before. Chris, that was a very useful that thing. That was a well very done. good thing. <laughs> that you did. Yeah, that was really I don't think anyone has ever heard me ever say this before. Chris, nice job. Well done. Well done, Thank Chris. Wow. I, am a tech, I am a magic user, after all. Where I mean, have you I... been? Well, we're not so sure about that. But still, good spell. That was a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> he's a little kid crasher now. He's, he's oh, he's and so, so he, so he basically so has a kid crasher. Who's a so, so it's so negative yeah. one. So it's negative one, like this round, next round. As ne then it's negative two, negative three, negative four, and then it stays. Well, if he if he if out. he makes his save, it doesn't. He doesn't get worse, but he has to keep making a save, and each time he fails, it gets worse by one. Oh, so, oh, so if he four. so. So he's not making a save to become big again. He's making a save just to stop the negative. Correct. I mean, to, oh, to stop getting more negative. Is, like, he's negative well, one right. for the whole fight. What is yes. wow. and, and, and he's Bandic not growing is, until it's over. Right. And and, it's, and it only gets worse Damn. from there. It's like, if once he gets to that negative four, if and when he gets to that, then I have it. If he fails the last save, then it's permanent. Then it's and, permanent. That's yeah. a lie. Chris, outstanding. <laughs> Seriously outstanding. That is the, and he, that and he, the he, spell. He, Two years of cowardice finally pay off. <laughs> oh my god. I'm, I'm, remind, I'm reminded of that Bugs Bunny cartoon with the uh, giant hairy monster that gets shrunk. Hey, what's going on here? Exactly. And so he's looking very a little bit more bestial. Like he has more he has features of a toad. That's hilarious. This lasts for wow, twelve minutes this lasts. Yeah, it's rough. And now I get a move action, yes? Yes you do. Right, uh, you're gonna need to run away farther. Much farther. You need to run away. Yeah. Um, what's this to the north, that door? 
There is nothing farther. I didn't mean that far. I didn't mean literally go as far as humanly possible. You're not I mean, going out into space. space. He's actually going to leap off the ship into space. Yes. You're right. actually yeah, yeah. leaving us now. You're leaving the fight after your one spell. He, he didn't say leave the map. I mean, you're going pretty right. far, but you're like literally. Right. You guys are are cowering, cowering. <laughs> if, if I if I had Hiroji's ability to phase through walls, I would have been used that already. <laughs> <laughs> You exactly. do have a teleport mode, don't you? Teleport out to space. Well, okay. I'm gonna I'm actually yeah. so I'm going fifty feet that direction. I think it's fifty, right? Is that it says yes, fifty that's as, exactly as a 50. crow flies. But I'm also mm -hmm. gonna go up now ten. Well, thank goodness. Ten yeah, total good. or yeah. you're gonna be fifteen feet up. The, the ceiling's twenty feet up. So you wanna be ten feet up or fifteen feet up? I think I only have ten more feet of movement, so fifteen. Just say fifteen. Yeah. 15, yeah. Uh, I am doing my action until Rusty. Thank you. Because I've played this before. I'm just going to tell you one Very thing. Good. You notice I, I'm not freaking out. In fact, I'm impressed, but I'm not worried because I haven't started to go yet. R uh, Rusty's I know. No, that's fine. Okay, so. Uh, as yeah, and his weapons are not affected in any way. Like, it's just he doesn't have reach, but that's, and he only has a minus one. It's not, it's not can, like yeah, can I, breaking. Can I ask a question? Uh,. Is, is one of these guys actually the admiral of the ship, the, the captain? or Because these guys don't look like captains. And in, and if this is yeah, the command bridge, no. where's the captain? Guess you're going to find yeah. out. Um, Rusty's That's going. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. Rusty. So you can He's find uh, that probably invisible. <laughs> As all his yeah, I was wondering. Uh Actually, could you clear that for a second? That's not where I'm going to want it to be. I'd rather get Mo than us. There we go. Okay, so as a move action, uh, I am saying pointing at the boss. Get him! Get him now! He's a bastard. That automatically gives everybody a plus two against the boss, no matter what. Now, I am actually, from my gun, firing a 46 AoE grenade, a phantom grenade for my one for the day, to hit all three of the enemies, and, sorry, Mo, you're gonna be one of them. Why, why would you do that? When you because that's the way it goes. Just don't, 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 don't 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 ask questions like that. It doesn't matter. It's all good. Shh. Everything's fine. So, at any rate. Oh, sorry. I forgot to actually roll the attack. And as far as this attack, my bluff is going to be against the boss. Okay. I'm just waiting. Plus D6 plus 2. You rolled a natural 20. Yes, I did. And actually, I hit the wrong one there. At any rate, it's... Uh, hold on. This is... This always happens, like, the last session. There's something in the air. Everyone's rolling 20s. It's insane. I've actually seen this before. It's There's some magic in the air. Okay. And ignore okay. all of that. Okay, so it's a 48 is the actual outcome. Sorry. 48. What are you trying to do? Why is that a huge area? Uh, because I was doing the 46 damage, because uh, I'm firing my 46 grenade, phantom grenade, from my gun. Got it. Okay. So are you rolling that damage? Damage now. I it's, unfortunately I had prepped the thing for it. Okay. Well, you can roll the attack first. Roll the attack. Okay. That's terrible damage. Oh, but I hadn't rolled the attack yet. Luckily, so we can just say that didn't happen. Sure. Yeah, you can decide anything you want. I'll will take anything. And oh, sorry. I that actually no, that's a hit. That's a hit. I mean, that's uh, right. yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're trying actually, to hit him. You four. you don't hit him. You're hitting the floor. And I had a so. plus four so against yeah, yeah, him, yeah, yeah. so it was twenty-one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I have the exact same roll the second time. So I did 12 damage, but to all three of them. And the DC on that is... One moment. Don't they get a reflex? They do. Hold on. DC is... Well, two get a reflex. The other guy is, like, frozen. Uh, DC 18. 
Um, the Gatecrasher made it, and the other monk made it, but the other one didn't. So, okay. What type fine. of damage? Uh, it's uh, it's actually a frag grenade. Okay. So, is there a reason why you put it there? Like, do I not roll? Uh, the difficulty of all that is that that's the space of I threw a grenade into the middle to do damage to all of them. However, the boss, everybody in the party now has plus four to hit the boss, including you, okay. who's are, about to attack the boss. Now, are you going with my now, haste Mo? circuit? Now, with oh, my yeah, haste sorry. circuit, I'm sorry running away. Yeah, sorry about that. Wow. Everyone's hide. Everyone's like, okay, we're gonna do this. Oh no! Oh, oh, I, if, we're if, all I gonna not, go in there. I would not have done get him if I didn't have my haste circuit on. Don't you get me wrong. You guys are all like, okay, this is the plan, and then push the button. Cheddar self destruct. Run away! Run away! Look, I I gave everybody plus four against the boss. I did thirty damage, and I'm running the fuck away. I'm done. <sighs> you did. Give everyone plus four against. The I boss. gave you plus four against the boss. Okay. Go attack. You delayed till after me. Attack the boss now. All right. So it being my turn, I am going to do a full attack with three attacks using my newly discovered ability that I've had since level nine. So each attack is a minus six instead of a minus four. But he's flat-footed, so you should so it's still minus get... two. Yes, minus two. Basically. All right. Uh, I'm just going to boom, 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 ding. Um, yeah. His AC is reduced by one because of my yes, his AC is oh, also right. reduced so it's by minus one. one. Yeah, yeah. So it's really, really good. So, well, let's see. Your first attack. So it's minus one. Is that all you're getting? Yeah. Holy crap! You might kill him this round. Okay, you rolled wow. a four and you hit him with your brand new Infernal Flame Dashku for forty. Seven points of damage. You sure you don't want to use that again, John? Like I know you were complaining. I like the it. No, suck. No, I was sure? ignorant. I think you only get one attack. Uh, okay. Level, level twelve. I'm using my first do- first Doshku. Uh, okay, you hit him again with a four, doing thirty-two points of damage. Thirty-seven, but he's got a little bit of DR. And then the last one, you hit him. Oh my god. For no, wait a minute. 39 points of damage. On my screen, I didn't see 47 damage as long as it was applied to him on the first hit. I didn't see it happen. Uh, I saw it. And it it was happened. Great. Okay. I didn't okay. see. So you did 47, 32, 39. How much damage is that, uh, Bob? Yeah, Bob can't count that high, really. Um, 128, I think. I get a move action. I get a move action. Um, 118. Yeah, it's a lot more. Yeah, it's it's uh, 117. Um, I am going to, and it's a big move action. You guys are going to be so impressed. Okay. Mo tries to run as far away to the east as possible to hide with Akiro and Hiroji. Except something happened. What happens? Right as you start to leave, you suddenly smash into an invisible wall that's to your east. Give me a reflex save, Mo. What? Uh, a 13? Mo, your, your job was to kill the boss. What's going on? You uh, don't fall down, but it stops you as somehow there's an invisible wall of force basically blocking you from going east, and you can't. So, wait a minute. Like, that wasn't there when... Yeah. 
You're right. Uh, it's amazing wow. how that happens. Yeah. Okay, I have to say, I would love it if somehow... Okay. I, I would love if the outcome is that Akiro actually cast a spell to lock us all into the area. It's not a bad you idea. Wish, you wish he did that. You're going to wish he did that when I'm done with it. Do we, do we have any sea uh, visibility, anything? Because it, it, like it sounds like the boss has like got some kind of greater invisibility and is doing all kinds of stuff on its turn. I do have infravision. Would I see it? Anyhow... The uh, undead monk thing is going to go, and um, let's see. He is going to, mm, he'll just do his blow hard thing of a cone of nastiness. Let's see. He'll do that at Tuttle. Tuttle's in front of him. He breathes this terrible cone of dark energy right at Tuttle. Tuttle, give me a fortitude save. 26, not terrible. Not bad. You you thought for a second you might actually, like, I don't know, stop breathing, as you kind of remember this from before. But, um, yeah, he gets to go. He moves up to you. The other one is no longer broken down or whatever. He was uh, frozen. And he's going to move up and do an unarmed strike at Mo. Oh, and he missed by one. He rolls a 31. Tuttle's up, and then Cheddar will blow up. Three, two, one. All right. Um, <laughs> as, a, as a swift action, I secure the rights to Sarah McLaughlin's I Will Remember You and play that. <laughs> I will remember you. Dave, can you actually somehow mix that song in without playing royalties to her? I don't know. I don't know what your podcasting rules are for that. Um, or Candle in the Wind will be acceptable in a, in a pinch. Um, so I guess I will use my move action. I can do a five-foot roll, kind of roll while I'm still prone. So I'm going to use a move action. Or wait, well, that's fine. I'll just do a move action to hop to there. And I will command Cheddar to... Sh and then I will give Cheddar a command to shoot his junk cannon one last, one last time. Well, actually, he's blowing up. He doesn't. That was. Oh, he doesn't even get to. No, he doesn't get anything. That's it. Goodbye, Cheddar. Goodbye, Cheddar. Canyon. Everyone, say bye to Cheddar. No, no, Cheddar. No! Stay with us, Cheddar. Goodbye, Don't, Mo. Go. Don't go to the light. Don't go to the light. He's gonna make the light. I think. <laughs> oh, I missed. I missed. I That's just, a uh, I, just, <laughs> okay. I, I, I want to know the damage. I want to know the damage of the absolute explosion. Oh, we'll get to see. I'm hoping that wall is thick enough to keep us alive. <laughs> <laughs> you hear the voice inside. You have six seconds to reach minimum safe distance. Five, four, three, two, one. Have a nice day. And then he and a little flag that says "bang" pops back, <laughs> and then he explodes in a radius forty feet. Which this room is so big, it doesn't even really reach. It only reached one wall. That's how massive this room is. Luckily, it's only going to hit the boss, and it's only going to hit one of these undead monks. You could have you could have moved Cheddar in there. You could have just hit that guy in the mall, but nope. Um, you roll the I damage. Didn't want to he literally, he literally rolled the one you did, you on did the final button press. He rolled a one on a D100 for the final boss attack. Yeah. Anyhow, 
you roll the damage. We'll let uh, Tuttle roll it. It's 11d8 damage. I'm sorry, what? 11d8. 11d8? Sorry, sorry. I made a mistake. 12d8. Sorry, redo that. 12d8. Oh, oh, sorry, not d Please. <laughs> okay, 49 oh, wow. damage. It's not that bad. I mean, Mo does more than that. And then, um, but it does do to everyone. And now we're going to do a reflex save to see if they get uh, half. Yes! Misses! Yes! The boss misses! misses. And oh, the what's, the, misses. what's the difficulty? 21. 22. 22 reflex nice. save, perhaps. They both <laughs> I was going off the natural number. I figured you, a four. You just did 98 damage between the Almost two. Almost as much as Mo. But now roll okay. a 1d6. We'll see what type of damage it is. Come on, be something good. Necrotic. Sorry, yeah. I was about to roll 12d6 because I didn't change the other thing back, which would have been impressive, but... Four. One, two, three, four. It's actually cold damage. Uh, so so oh, I no. could have stood in it and, and let it bathe over me because I'm immune to cold. Are oh, undead oh, immune to cold? Oh, I could have actually gone God. out and hug Cheddar. They're undead. Goodbye to him. Are undead immune to cold damage? All right, Cheddar dies after taking 5,000 points of damage. <laughs> Viacondias, my friend. Cheddar uh, is no more. Uh, okay, I, I'm going to be the only one. Let's take a moment. Cheddar, we, hard, we hardly knew you. Let's take a moment yes. and remember Cheddar Mark III. He was a good friend. He was obviously the smartest of all of us. He actually led Aeon Tuttle into doing everything he did because we know who the brains of the operation was. And now he's gone having sacrificed himself for all of us. We should take a moment and remember His him. name was Cheddar. I, 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 I regret that I will never have a chance to question him about what happened to our ship that day. Uh, he told you, or rather, <laughs> I told you, and I used him as... Let, let's, let's move on. Okay, we're done with Tuttle. We're done with uh, Cheddar. Uh, all right. I'm going to buy my Cheddar t-shirt on uh, realforcombat.com. Uh, oh, yeah. Make sure They're now collector items. The yeah, collector I know. Items. The collector items. The they go up in value. Is, is now gone up. I'm getting mine right now. I'm getting one of my size. If we can, if we can, if we survive this, I'd like to port old Woody over from the Pathfinder universe and I'll drink, <laughs> and I'll drink a shot of old Woody in, in Cheddar's honor. Well, you know what? We might make a new t-shirt of a Cheddar Mark V where he's just a ghost. No, too soon, too soon. Don't, don't oh, okay, down. okay, too soon, too soon. <laughs> now, wait, Steve, one last thing, just a point of order, just uh, to be fair. Um, are undead immune to cold damage? I'm getting to that. Yeah. So, because it actually does matter. So, yeah. here comes the judge. The gatecrasher take 49 points of damage. He's still alive. I, I even, I can't believe he's still alive. The undead monk, however, I'm sorry to say he only takes 44 points of damage because he did have DR5 against cold. So not, oh, okay, not, uh, not full uh, damage. I'm sorry about that. I, I, I feel so ripped off. Hey, they're DR5 against cold, guys. Change your tactics. Well, and those guys have like 130, 140. So we knocked them all the way down to 100 points. Actually, hold on. As we're trying to relay this, hold on. Hiroji. Uh, Akiro, Cheddar blew up. You may not hear it because you're 150 <laughs> feet away in the other side of the room. You're about, you're against the wall. And yeah. actually, Tuttle and uh, Rusty, you're fine because you fell to the explosion through the wall. And now the room is covered in pieces of goblin and 
just junk cannon and robot wings, everything. It's just all over bicycle parts, kitchen sinks over there somewhere. Hey everyone, Steve here. No, Cheddar! Cheddar is no more! I swear to God, that actually happened. Jason rolled a one. So all along, I've been talking to Jason because after a while, there was only something like 10 or 12 random things that can happen to Cheddar. And we kept getting the same ones over and over again. A few levels ago, I rewrote the table and I made it one from 100. And one is Cheddar self-destructs and does a ridiculous amount of damage. 100, by the way, was this thing called Death Blossom, in where Cheddar spins around like the last Starfighter. He fires his junk cannon at any enemy that he has line of sight to, and he automatically hits and crits that enemy. That's what 100 did. So I thought, you know, here's the chance he can jerry-rig it so that he can use the button a whole bunch. It's no longer standard action. He can make it a swift or a move, and he can just press the crap out of that thing. And we're going to see Cheddar go absolutely bonkers. But instead, Jason rolls a one, and everything went to crap. This is a strange thing, as Jason, as everyone knows, has a really weird history of the 1D100. He seems to only roll when it really really matters either 100s or 1s. It is bizarre how often this happens with Jason. And as you also heard, these guys are really rolling well. This is very strange. I don't know what's going on. And it continues for the rest of the episode. Now, for those of you who are listening and might be a little confused, the battle itself is taking place on a room that is absolutely gargantuan. It is humongous. If uh, you remind me, I'll put a picture of the map on the Discord channel so you can see it, but there is a huge amount of room. It's hundreds of feet wide. It's something like 80 or 100 feet tall, and then the ceiling is another 30 feet up in the air. And this is a very much a 3D battle where they're going to be using all aspects of the room. So one thing they might have noticed, and you probably got a hint, is that um, I usually play the bad guys you know, in accordance to their motives and intelligence. And I actually have a bad history of this. I play like super bad bosses, super intelligently. I will play it as if it's my PC. And that can get annoying. In the past, I actually took this way too far. I actually had a boss character where I had him as a ghost and he went into the wall so the PCs couldn't get to him. Now, if I was a PC, I'd probably do that. But in retrospect, that was a bad move because it was, you know, it didn't make the game fun. And we had to spend three sessions on them trying to kill this guy because they just couldn't get to him. So I don't go that far anymore. I learned my lesson, but I am playing the bosses really, really smart. They're not going to be doing stupid things. They're not going to sacrifice themselves. They do have tactics, and each of them will do the tactics according to what their pre-written scripts are. So as the battle continues, you'll notice the tactics of these monsters. Uh, it gets hard. These monsters are going to be casting their best spells. They are going to be using their best abilities. They're going to be doing hit and run tactics. They're going to be playing like, well, very smart PCs. And it is going to be a challenge for these guys. And I'm not going to let them just walk over the big bad boss and have him die. And if you notice throughout this entire, you know, game so far, I have not panicked at all. In fact, I am just laughing. No matter what they plan, I know I will be able to counter it. And I will say once again that the big bag boss, well, 
he's able to go up against everybody and he'll be able to hold his own as you will be able to see because he is unbelievable as for cheddar's death i'm not gonna lie i secretly kind of enjoyed it i feel like these final episodes you kind of need someone to die you need some sacrifice like, all the best movies always have sacrifice. You know, always mean the main character to die. You need something to happen to give it weight and pathos. And Jason rolling a natural one, having it pre-written that if you do that, Cheddar will die. And then he happens on a surprise round, no less. And everyone has all their plans, and they're ready to do it. And then as soon as he pushes the button, Cheddar explodes, and they have six seconds to get on the way. And it was fantastic, because now all their plans are thrown to the wind. They have no idea what to do. All these creatures are like going to be stomping them and like swarming them, and they have to quickly regroup and figure out what to do. It is beautiful. This is exactly what you want in a final fight. You want the PCs to feel like they're in control and then pull the rug under them at the very last second and they have to think on their feet and scramble and succeed. That is what you want in a final fight. Anyhow, with that, let's get to show notes. So as I said, we have already recorded the very last episode of the show. I figure we have maybe about mm, two months more of the show and then it's going to wrap up. But we're already starting our new podcast next week. And we have a new thing that if you actually become a Patreon, you can listen to us record. We're going to be recording our new Three Ring Circus podcast, and you can listen to it this Monday. It starts at around 8.30 p.m. Eastern, and all you need to do is a $10 level Patreon. So if you become a Patreon at $10, you can listen to us record these episodes live. And I'll tell you what, I'll actually, as long as the guys agree, I'll let you listen to the new show as well. We're planning on recording that next Wednesday. So you'll get a sneak preview of what our new show is. Just can't tell anyone because it's not going to be public knowledge. If you just want to hear the shows early, just become a $5 Patreon and you can listen to the shows at least a week early because we're going to be releasing them first to Patreons and then we're going to be releasing them to everyone else. And also, I'm going to be putting up some new things. We have like some material of us just talking about our characters and we're going to be talking about what we're doing before the show and after the show. And I'm going to cut all that out and throw it up on the Patreon as well. That's a little bit more raw, but you can listen to like what we talk about before the show. And if you become a $10 Patreon, you can listen to us live talking about what we talk about before the show to become a patreon it's very simple just go to patreon.rollforcombat.com and your money will help the show it will help us buy new equipment it'll help with some new things we're adding to the network as you're going to see there's a new website coming out in a few weeks that i think you're all going to like and not only that you get to get cool stuff like well listen to the show weeks if not months before everyone else so do check it out anything you contribute will help us greatly in addition, new podcast every Tuesday and Friday. New subscribe to us on iTunes, Android, and Spotify. Do check out Jason's Talking Comic column every Monday and Talking Plaguestone every Thursday. Join our Discord. We have, let's see, over 1,100 people on our Discord now and over 180 games going on. It is crazy over there. There's a lot going on. Just go to discord.rollforcomma.com. Check it out. Also, at level 10, you get a free t-shirt, and if you wait a few weeks, you can get the new t-shirts of the new characters from the new podcasts. Do follow us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. Check out our Reddit channel. Check out our Patreon. As I mentioned, I told you we're going to put up some new cool new things, and these are them. We're putting up the ability to get access to things no one else can get access to. 
And then finally, if you want to check out Jason's review, he just reviewed Lost Omens, God, and Magic. You can just go to rollforcombat.com, go to the blog section. That's where all of our reviews are. I think I'm going to rename that to reviews because right now we're not doing too much blogging. But go to the blog area and you can check out his review of Gods and Magic. My mini review is the gods are cool. There's some billion gods in there, and you know, everyone wants that. But the magic, oh, the magic. Man, some of those spells, they are scary. This is one called Sloth Skin, where you grow so much skin that it gives you a bonus to your AC because your skin is growing so fast. But the bad part is it comes off of you, so it's very easy for people to track you down because you're leaving a trail of skin everywhere you go. That is one of the new spells, and they're all kind of disgusting like that. I love it. Anyhow, with that, I'll see you and talk to you guys next week. See ya. You've been listening to Roll for Combat, a Starfinder actual play podcast. If you have a question or comment for the show, please visit us at RollForCombat.com or drop us a line at contact at RollForCombat.com. You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, Discord, and other social media platforms. listening to Roll for Combat. Until next week, always remember to check for traps. <laughs>